Bigger than cakes. Give me some more silence. Welcome to Bigger Than Capes. I'm Zach. This is our October roundup, and this week I am joined by Angela, Will, and Matt, collectively Bigger Than Capes. We're shaking, guys. Stevens. <laughs> yeah. That's what's shaking. That's, that's yeah. That's yep. nice. Well done. Um, You're welcome, world. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're, we're all good. I th- I think. I mean, like Will and I have just been like interrupting recordings like I, is like this is like the third time we've tried to start because will and i just keep yelling uh the day-to-day um lines at each other so the two of us at least uh i'd say good but when we're, we're <laughs> normal at least for us we're yeah. functioning how are you functioning Angela? I, I am not functioning <laughs> um yeah, fair, you're looking after a new puppy Yes, uh, we've had him a week. It's a week today we've had him, and my life has changed so much. I didn't, you know, I didn't know the joys of going out at six o'clock on a cold November morning to take the dog out to desperately try and get him house trained. So I've been having so much fun, so much fun. They keep telling me it'll get better. They don't tell me when. Could do with a time frame on that. Yeah, so exhaustion. Yeah, quicker than children you, i think how about you zach how are you i am fine matthew um yeah i can't, can't really complain not really no new pets um <laughs> not a lot of steve coogan going around my head at the moment um just just fine really normal i guess whatever that means normal Coogan-less thoughts <laughs> how sad how very sad <laughs> It's okay though, guys. We'll get you to the help that you need. Uh, no, yeah. we've got some um, ideas for some new podcasts. Um, like uh, we've got one which is like uh, youth hostel with <laughs> Chris Eubank, and I've got um, one for uh, monkey tennis. Is it times like this where I feel bad for any younger listeners or American yes. listeners, or just listeners from outside of the UK who are oh, just, just hearing Matt? Yeah, I just feel bad for listeners generally. But yeah, recommendation of the week: go and watch uh, the day today. Day today, or Brass Eye if you've never seen Brass Eye as well. Or, or alternatively, you don't have to do that. <laughs> we've also got we've also got some comics to talk about. Yeah, it? yeah, we do. I I'm in the middle of my um, reread of 20th Century Boys at the moment. I'm seven volumes in. Yay! As am I. I've been doing it for about one day less than Matt, and I am one and a half volumes in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I we're trying to prep for our 20th Century Boys like mini series podcasts that we're going to do. At some um, point in the next 600 years. I was going to say, is that like 2050? Are you aiming to be like, is it being like carbon neutral? You're aiming for a point where you are. Yeah, I mean, like, we're, yeah we've got to offset the, the, the carbon footprint of the books by reading them enough times before we can talk about them. I, I like that Matt is a third of the way through or thereabouts. And I am like 
20th. A, a 20th or a 24th or something of the way through, which is an accurate depiction of how long this is going to take. <laughs> You'll but, need to have read enough to record it and then you can read the next bit. But, like, turns out that book has some good shit that I just forgot happened. It's the best like, manga. I mean, if seven, if seven volumes is about a third, I'm not surprised there's bits you forgot. That's a, like, that's it's, a lot so, of it's, it's so good. There's a bit, like, I, 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 I almost had to call Zach up when there's a bit where a guy takes off his t-shirt, like, sorry, takes off his coat and shirt to reveal a t-shirt under it like he's in the NWO. Too sweet. Um, it is, I described it to someone earlier this week as just the best manga everyone else should phone or a sour and apologize. <laughs> I stand by that, <laughs> that review. I think that's what everybody should do who isn't the best at what they do. Yeah. merely apologise to the person mm. at number one. Yeah, so basically yeah. We, just have, we have to apologise to Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine, CM something. Punk, you know, Urasawa. Yeah. Uh, should so, we start uh, the roundup, do you reckon? Should we talk about some yeah. comics? Yeah, what did, uh, what did we read this week? I've forgotten. <laughs> Help me. Please. Just a babe in the woods looking for copies. I'm just a baby. I know there were four I know there I know there were four books we read, but what would those books happen to be? Well, Matthew, those four books happen to be No One Left to Fight Two One (laughs) Chicken Devil (laughs) Chicken Devil number one, Hellcop number one, and My Little Ponies Generations number one. I think I pluralized ponies unnecessarily. It may have gone unnoticed, but I mean, to be fair, I didn't instead. notice, but then you went fair, to point it out. So. To be fair, those horses put the word pony wherever they can, so you know, pluralizing it doesn't matter. I suppose not within their own grammar system. <laughs> their own perfect, perfect grammar system. Everyone should aspire to the pony grammar system. <laughs> Everyone should aspire to a greater sense of grammar where it's been adapted based on the story being told. So what you're saying is that we should just, like, replace words with Smurf? No, the Smurfs should replace Smurf with... No, the Smurfs should replace... (laughs) Smurfs should replace Smurfs with Smurf. (laughs) They should replace the plural with the singular. (sighs) Got space madness here today, folks. (laughs) Has anybody written one called Smurfy's Law? Because if not, I've got a really good idea. Incidentally, um... Oh, I can't think who the writer is. The writer who did um, Jack of Fables, uh, uh, Leela Sturgis, Sturgis, yep. Leela Sturgis, um, wrote a comic called uh, Public Relations, in which one of the characters jokes that she's in a goth band that just cover Saturday morning cartoons, like themes, um, called Peter Smurphy. Oh. Um, which is real. They and they actually recorded an EP of like goth covers of cartoon themes. Yeah. It's fucking great. Are you are you aware on on a similar note? Are you aware of like the Scar Band that for a long time largely did just did covers of Disney songs? Yes, they were, yes, uh, I Suburban, am. Suburban Legends. Yes. Um, who also have like actual music that's their own, but like. Well, who's um, heard that? 
I have, but yeah, like they were they were a band at Disneyland or something at one point, and so they just did covers of like Darkwing Duck and Ducktales and stuff. Ducktales, the song is a is a banger. It, it's a it is. Really it's it's really good. Incidentally, Ducktales is also one of the songs that Peter Murphy covered. So nice. I was immediately thinking of Poddington Peas. Oh, oh yeah, that is a really good tune. That's top top <laughs> tier theme. Again, uh, I feel sorry rem- for the listeners. Remember when we were a comic book podcast and not a Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> I, covers when you podcast? Say, when you say so so the, many minutes the, ago. When you say about the Poddington Peas, I immediately think of the Family Nets. Oh, oh, also yeah. excellent, yeah. No, not excellent. They just had magic rings. They, could they had magic whistles, I will have you know. Oh, yeah, sorry, I was thinking of The Simpsons whistles. where... I was thinking of The Simpsons where they have the rings that are yeah. whistles at the end of the Stonecutters episode. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> raccoons. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, the raccoons. The raccoons yeah. has a, had a f- actual fucking banger of an opening. <laughs> remember the MC Hammer cartoon where his uh, shoes yeah, could Hammer talk Man. and he danced sure his way out of problems? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Classic. What about like, uh, do you remember Bruno the Kid? Yeah, voiced by Bruce Willis. Because it was based on his fucking like, it was it was named Bruno because of his fucking like blues uh, persona, Bruno. Don't, don't you diss his album? <laughs> we talked about his album the other day. How has it come up twice in a week? What is wrong with us? Um, Questions need to be asked. Let's never open that door. I, I don't think yeah, we've ever. I don't works. think we've ever talked about Steven Seagal's like reggae album. It's I probably mean, a good reason for that. Yeah, there there are multiple there are reasons multiple why reasons that's never. Never happened. talk about Steven Seagal, but like, well, like a reggae album. <laughs> I have sworn a lot already this week. Yeah. So comics. <laughs> so comics. said what they are. Now, I think that because I'm responsible for a lot of the derailing, I should be the one to try and get us back on track and take the the odious burden of I mean, that uh, seems being dangerous. the first one. You are quite irresponsible. But of being the go, first but go one for to it. talk. Mm. Um, so, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, No One Left to Fight, num- uh, like Fight 2, number one. Uh, and yes, I did have to do the fingers. Like to get me to, to say it in the right order. <laughs> yeah, um, No One Left's Fight is back, and I'm really happy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, written by Aubrey Citizen, uh, with art by Fico Osio, uh, colours by Raciel uh, Avia, and letters by Taylor Esposito. Yeah, like I say, like so, No One Left's Fight is back. It ended, and I was pretty bummed because, like, I I quite liked. Uh, no one left to fight. It's you know the 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 book just basically just continues right from where it uh, where the first one uh, ended with the revelation that the uh, like the the lead guy is like dying. Uh, the uh, lead guy. He's the lead guy. He's the hero. He has a name, good sir. Bale. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, like the Proceed. the Bale. The kind of like your your kind of like shonen protagonist, like Goku sort, is is like af- like many years after defeating the the big uh, bad guy Gore Despo, uh, which is a great name, is like is is dying 
uh, seemingly as a result of something that happened then. Uh, and he's on like a, a road trip with his like with his hero crew, uh, Timor and Krista, like who have been friends with him since they you know, since they were all like kids. And so this basically starts back up from where that ended with uh, everyone now knowing um, about his uh, sickness and the kind of the af- in the aftermath of like the fight that ended uh, the first series. We're like just dealing with a lot of kind of repercussions of that and like the emotional like turmoil um, of everyone and like people like basically like some 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 things i wish had happened mate, like that we'd have gotten seen that first series like people someone like standing up to Vale's shit and kind of emotional manipulation even if he's not doing it deliberately it's it i i enjoyed it they're going there's a there's a there's a snail um <laughs> who like lives with dancing mushrooms in a forest and serves people mushrooms and has a weird like a, a a weird voice that it's it's great i i love again like i i love how over designed all the characters are like to be so many different like character to be kind of to, to to have so many different like uh i am the lead character um of a manga or at least like the the kind of the or like the rival character of a shonen manga i i love just being like oh yep he's got the 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 weird headband that serves no purpose um we've got the like the giant stone prayer beads we've got but 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 combined with like some sort of weird techno goggles Hmm. um it's i know that's stuff from the first series and stuff and like the character designs haven't changed but it's nice to see them again and it's nice to see them in something new um, rather than like rereading. Um, I'm, I'm just more than anything. I'm just glad that this series is like getting to finish telling its story. Uh, Cause I was quite worried it wasn't going to get to, I basically like, you know, had to assume it probably wasn't going to get to. So when I saw that it was getting a, continuation i was yeah just just really happy honestly uh what about you guys how did you feel about this book somebody talk <laughs> shall i talk there was a pause <laughs> now everyone wants to talk you go angela yeah, shall i go because it'll be pretty quick i think um my problem is that it it's it's called no one left to fight too and it's basically the same story as no one left to fight and we should have just continued no one left to fight well it, instead it of was having a sales it was a sales issue and it was cancelled but then it's back and yeah it was it was fine it was fine it, it's pretty it's got nice character design but I wasn't particularly attached to No One Left to Fight, so I was never going to be overly attached to No One Left to Fight too. But it it is nice that they've managed to continue the tale. See, that's I, that's all I have to say. Mainly, I, I'm kind of Team Angela on this, but with a slightly different perspective. I I love No One Left to Fight, and I think that's the problem with this. I think it's been 
three years since I no one think wants to fight. About three years. Um, and I kind of think it's been left too long. So I'm coming at this, and I I don't care like much. This feels like it's issue. I guess it would have been issue six of No One Left to Fight. Mm. And it just feels like issue six and no one left to fight. Oh, it very much is. Like, I'm just, like I said, I totally get that as a feeling. I think, like, I basically had to, but I went back and, like, re-read the book, or at least flicked through uh, the first one before reading this. Because, like, I almost felt, after reading it, I almost felt a little bit weird about having it on as a number one. Because it is literally the least accessible. Yeah, if you've like, not read, on. if you've not read No One Left to Fight, this isn't gonna work as a first issue. But I just, I just want people to know that it's coming out. Yeah, of course, and I think one of my things is that we we've done a No One Left to Fight episode. I think this year. Yeah. Uh, Was it this year? Twelve months. Yeah, it and could I, be longer. I think, did we discuss that in person at Comic Book Club? No, I, I, th- I think we no, that was online. It online. Ah, but, memories. Um, but I kind of feel like everything that's been. Uh, this is a fucking quote from Portlandia. I feel like everything that's that, that could be, be said. said about this has been said about this, and it's kind of. Uh, yeah, I, no, no one like, left to no, fight. Like is bad. You know, no one left to fight is good. In pog form. And more, no one left to fight is is really really good when i thought there was not going to be any more no one left to fight when i thought that there was going to be no no one left to fight left to read i was quite you know i was quite sad it was going to be just one of those stories that i would look back on and go man i wish they'd gotten to finish that off like um and hopefully i don't have to have that hopefully like this time round it gets some more support and if i can lend some weight to that and say hey good book go and buy the trade then go and buy the issues well go and buy the issues get the and and like wait for the trade because the and and the issues need support more um but yeah uh will uh go ahead buddy it's interesting what Matt's just said about the singles needing the support because immediately reading this, all I could think was, this should just be a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's fair. I, I don't think the singles are for anyone. I don't think it's not going to pick up people who haven't read the first yeah, arc. If this I, was your first dip into No One Left to Fight, I think you'd it be would confused. Be, yeah, but you'd, pretty... th- you'd still think Pod's adorable. Yeah, that, yeah. that I, is true. But I can imagine a really hard drop-off rate if this was your first jump in, because it would just be it just be incredibly confusing. You guys have kind of said everything for the most yeah, part. Like, I was going to say, go like, I re- sorry, go on. Sorry. <laughs> I really like the art. I think it's kind of really detailed. I like the very neon uh, oh, color style, the yeah. purples and the pinks. I think is just it, it sets it a very unique palette. That I think. Uh, you don't see that often. So in the same way that I like alternative superhero comics, I like that this is like an alternative shonen, that you take those kind of two-dimensional mascots and make them more fleshed out, interesting characters. Um, despite it being called No One Left to Fight and being a clear sort of Dragon Ball Z parallel, there's 
well, almost no fighting whatsoever in this book. There's no one. And I like, yeah, (laughs) but I, I like that they deal with their problems by talking. It's quite frustrating these days, I think, to see films and stories that prolong issues because people just don't talk to each other. I mean, it's akin to the classic two different superheroes meet and the first thing they do is kick ten bells of shit out of each other and then shake hands. After a bit, it's just a bit frustrating to go through it over and over again. So to see a story where these two kind of hench super fighters uh, kind of just argue it out, I think is, is is quite refreshing. It's great. It's like the whole thing of like they've actually they've reached the um, like they're they're closer to the emotional maturity to actually finally be able to do things other than just punch things. Yeah. Um, I I I do. Oh, sorry. Sorry, but I was gonna. I was just gonna finish off by saying I don't think. um, I don't think it does a great job of providing a hook at this particular point, and it's why I agree with you that this should have just been a, a trade or, a, or an OGN. Yeah. Um, because the fact that Vale is ill, it, it, like you say, it's just a hangover from the previous story. It's kind of not <laughs> explored in any way in this issue. And yeah. going to see Dad or DAD or however doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so it's not, it's, not no, a, it's, it's, not, it's not a huge draw. It just so happens that I like the first one enough that I will sort of stick with this to see what it goes yeah. through. I'm generally of the opinion, like most of the time anyway, that most things shouldn't be singles. And yeah, should I agree. just be like, you know, can we just switch over to like the graphic album um, yeah. style and just have people put out like big comics every now and then, every, I, you know, like year or something. I agree. And I, I, I would say that there are good things about this. I think yeah. it's char- it's artwork is great. I think yeah. the character work is really strong between Vale and Timor and Krista. Yeah. Um, I also really like the section we get of uh, Tay and Tor fighting with kind of um, Fargin, is he called? Yeah. Fargi or, or Fargin. Yeah. Kind, kind yeah. of interfering and getting them to stop it i think that whole sequence yeah, was quite being, a nice addition being the cool crab man babysitter <laughs> with these uh shutter sunglasses that aren't over his eyes no we yeah. talked about that last time i still love it <laughs> it's a good weird fucking detail uh but i think i think it's a good issue i just don't think it's particularly a good first issue yeah Zach out. so uh <laughs> who's up I next agree. Uh, next looks like it is me, and I am going to tell you all about Chicken Devil, published by Aftershock. It's written by Brian Bucciolato. Artist is Hayden Sherman. It's letter oh, Angela. Can you? You're good at you're good at this. Hassanot's main halahu. Thank you very much. Um, right. How do I sum this up in a in a brief little spell? So, Chicken Devil. Is the story of um, the well the Moss family, I suppose, but Mitchell Moss, who owns a chicken restaurant. His partner seemingly does some dodgy deal with some uh, some bad bad men, and uh, in doing so, endangers the the entire Moss family. Uh, his chicken restaurant is burnt down, and uh, he attempts to. Uh, God, this is quite hard. 
<laughs> oh, I, I was really enjoying without... story time with Will until he broke character. It was sort of, good. It was good. Sort of without of without just explaining the plot beat for beat. It's it's a man who gets involved with crime and his life falls apart and sometimes wears a chicken mascot outfit. I think that sums it up quite well. That's about it, isn't it? Um, like, I, I'd like to just jump in first on this and go, fucking great, isn't it? I really, <laughs> I, I really quite enjoyed this. So you, you, you're putting it up front and centre. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Actually, I think this was uh, this was really good. Um, I again, I think it has a really like stunning colour palette. So yeah, there's to, some to no one left to fight. There's some really good work, like with the colours, especially when it comes to like. Uh, there are a few panels that like will do really intense expressions and like the color the colors on those will just they'll generally be like one color with a few different shades or something like like something like that and like uh, the eyes will be like just entirely blank but not like a blank white it looks and those look just stunning just with the with the color choices and stuff yeah I think it's a pretty unusual story and one I think would be quite hard to pitch. And yet I was pretty satisfied with this as an issue. I think you get most of what you need from broadly where this is going to go, I I think. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's that unusual of a story. Like it's your like person gets like unwittingly caught up in like in, in a criminal uh, situation um, and it sort of rapidly escalates beyond their expectations. I mean, it, it says it itself but in like, this book. It's it's just Breaking Bad. Yeah, it, well, it's but with like, heroin. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot that. That's a good. That's a fun line. Yeah, like I I I quite liked this. It's a good presentation of like. Uh, and 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 there's and a, and some good twists on that sort of skeleton, like that story skeleton I was talking about. Um, it's like a good, it's a it's 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 a it's a good crime story so far. I'm quite enjoying it. Like it escalated much higher than I expected, much faster. Mm. Um, and like I. I expected the standard, like it's about it. It was going to, it, you know, it's going to be about like protecting what he has, um, rather than it being like, rather than it being a nothing to lose story. Mm. And I'm when it became a when it suddenly became a nothing to lose story, I became much more interested because I felt at that point I was like, okay, that like the tone has been set. Mm. Like and I, I, I am ah, like very sort of like this is going to go places, and I I don't know what those places quite quite what those places will be. Also, I I like his mum. Uh, his mum is quite a like Christian. Sorry, Mitchell's mum is is a fun character. Like the the hey, uh, I'm wrapped up in a criminal situation who do i go and talk to well my mum's in jail so she'll know about crime and be able to advise me 
It's a good addition. I, th- I think, although being a crazy, over-the-top like crime story, um, the comedy is really well done throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the comedy is done, it, I found the sense of humour to be fairly, fairly good. I'm, I'm going to be a dissenting voice amongst all the praise because we've praised it enough. I want to yeah, be dissenting. On. Please. I liked it. I liked the humour. There was something about it that just I didn't like, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a whole bunch of tiny little things that just added up, which is why I didn't love it as much as the rest of you. Um, I think one of the things is probably like the wife, the nagging wife and daughter cliche. Like the mum is a really good female character. She's the best female character because she's not an entire stereotype because she's incarcerated and she's a lot of fun. I don't know if that whole family setup kind of irked me a little bit because it felt very white man pain. Um, And that is a theme that continues throughout. There's a bit of white man pain going on and, that kind of bugged me maybe a little bit. I wasn't best struck with the art. I don't know what it was about it that just didn't seem to click with me. By the end of it, I liked it a lot more. Yeah. It started. I started off enjoying it. Then the middle bit I didn't enjoy. And then the end bit I enjoyed. So there's a I, whole... I was there. actually like kind of... I, I, I was... I had to read this like two or three times actually to decide whether I liked it that much. Like, I, I kind of get that. Like, because I, I started off with a with a kind of, oh, this is, like, you know, fun. Like, it's... Or not fun. This is good. Like, then I was like, oh, this is... Uh, and then I was like, oh, this is good. And then, like... And then just having thoughts like, well, it, whether it... Ha- like, having thoughts about, does it feel overwritten? Like... You know what I mean? Like, does does it feel too? Do, do, does dialogue feel too writerly? Does like? But I I kind of went through it a few times and like, yes, yeah, some of those like criticisms and and stuff that I had um, are definitely about the same. Like with what you're saying, like there's it it trades on stereotype. Like, uh, I mean, some of that is done really well. Some of the oh, stereotypes yeah, done really and well, and it works. What, some of it, it's shorthand. Not, yeah, That's some of it, it's, not so much. It's shorthand to so you know who, like who, who the who the who who like Mitchell is in the sense of like here's his family. He's the sort of person who lives in this family, like, and therefore we know kind of like and and we understand who his family are um, because they are stereo- they're, they're, you know fairly stereotypical. So like it it's yeah just like. But I, yeah, but the, the problem sometimes with, like, you know, using those stereotypes when when a, when they are immediately cut out, like, of the rest of the story, is that they just are now permanently stereotypes um, with no life beyond that, kind of, like, potentially. But, yeah, like, I, I, I think I sort of, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, though, like, about um about yeah about like this stereotyping and stuff but i i think i will i will say lettering though top notch oh really really good lettering super lettering the the like kind of annotationy styled like uh place locations and yeah oh yeah and all all, in fact kind of all of this writing artwork um panel layout kind of reminded me of like four kids walking to a bank and like uh, yeah uh, yeah 
that Tyler Boss, Matt Rosenberg kind of style. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed, definitely. I just think the variety of panel layout, um, the variety of like perspective, and I think as Matt, you were saying earlier, those kind of single shot panels of very detailed faces and sort of very deliberate color. I mean, um, I think the art is what kind of pushes it over the line for me. I think the actual, the script is really good. Um, It doesn't feel kind of hokey or forced. They feel like real people's voices. The plot itself, um, it's not one that I got really gathered up in, I I guess. Mm. Um, But everything else about the execution in the book, um, I was really impressed with. There were, there were actually, like, talking of the art for a second, there were a couple of panels where I was looking at it and going, like, it looked... Uh, and thinking, like, God, the guy looks like a Howard Chaikin character. Like, Very much so, yeah. Looks like they're off the cover of, like, American Flag or something. Weirdly, there were also bits in... We've not talked about it yet, but there were bits in Hellcop where I thought the art was kind of Howard Chaikin-esque. Like, fa- faces, mm. at least, of the main character. But we'll get to that. We will get to that. Um, Faces are tough, but yeah, like yeah, I, I'd say like give Chicken Devil a look. Mm. I think particularly if it if uh, you're someone who looks for different art, I think you'll find it here. Yeah. Uh, so who is uh, who's up next? That would be me with the aforementioned Hellcop Segway. <laughs> so. <laughs> Segway is published, it's published by Image, but it's under, like, the Shadow Line line. That made sense. Um, For those who care, um, it reunites the entire creative team who did Jules Verne's Lighthouse not that long ago, also on Image um, Shadow Line. So the writer is Brian Haberlin, the artist is Gerard Van Dyke, and the letter is Francis Takanaga. So, Hellcop... In an unspecified time period, possibly the future, who knows? Um, the veil, as it were, between worlds or interdimensional travel, however you want to read it, um, has occurred, and demons appear in our universe and such. And we have the hell cops who deal with the demons, the demons who are addicted to sugar. It's a terrible and sweetness. It's a terrible, terrible epidemic. <laughs> Um, so our main character is Lieutenant Virgil Hiltz, who everyone calls Virge, and it annoys the heck out of him. He is partnered with Karen, and they go about, you know, arresting demons for, you know, sugar-related crime. Um, back in their HQ, they are aided by Taj, who does computery science and stuffs. Um, and yes, then there are various demons that appear. So... Basically, it's an introduction to the world. I'm not going to spoil the plot because it's difficult. Yeah, um, I, I, I would say. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, but basically, um, yeah, they go about and it's kind of like a sci-fi fantasy crime. Yes, that's the genre I'm going for. So there is crime involved. There is a mystery. So Virgil, it's not a spoiler to say he stumbles across a weird symbol uh, that he uh, that a demon that he's 
chasing drops um and the computer doesn't seem to know what it is which is suspicious um and the captain's like oh yeah yeah that's nothing is it it's just 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 something a demon's dropped um so what this symbol is um seems to be important to the plot um it's basically an angela book (laughs) it's very much an angela book um so i liked it a whole lot um I like the arc. The like I say, it's the, it's the entire creative team as Jules Verne's Lighthouse, and everyone knows how I love that. Um, the art isn't going to be to everyone's taste because it's a little bit weird. It's like not realistic, but it's trying to be realistic. But is it trying to be realistic and all the rest of it? So yeah, I just really like that whole way of doing it. I think it's an interesting way that all the panels are put together, the same as in the previous. Um, books that these guys did um and yeah i just really liked it i thought there was enough humor i liked virgil as a character i liked karen and taj it was nice to see some female characters getting some screen time panel time whatever you want to call it um and also i just love the entire concept of demons being addicted to sweetness there we are and i know nobody else loved it as much as i did but there we go i there, there are a bunch of elements of this book where, if you like, where I would have thought I'd have liked it, and a bunch where I also would have thought like I wouldn't. And I've generally ended on the uh, this really isn't a map book uh, end of it. And I didn't going into it, I had no idea which side I was going to come out on. I really could have felt either way, but it just. I left it feeling like they were like piling on too many things onto it. Like you, you like Orkstein. Go and stand in the fucking corner and think about what you've done. Let me finish. Like I didn't need like the, Oh, it's, it's steampunk as well, but it's maybe the future and stuff. And like, because because when you're in the other dimension, our technology doesn't work, so you have to do oh. steampunk. Yes. See, um, I really like that as a concept. Steampunk comes from hell. It makes perfect fucking yeah. sense. I mean, I would agree with that. Like, I just, and I also like, I've I I've enjoyed art of this style in the past, but I just for some reason here, like, I I really struggled more than anything. I struggled with its its backgrounds and when thing like there were, like when characters had to like physically like, interact with each other or like with their with their like with with like background environments too much like so there's a panel where like um a demon is like you know is going to punch is going to punch virgil and i just looking at it i it just gave me like gave me a headache but it's an enchanted punch oh no it's not that that. it's not that yes thank you angela uh (laughs) but it's like it's like looking at the the movement and like the way and like thinking about the the position the the way the body looks and moves in it and the background like there are panels that i genuinely actually like really like and there are there are character designs I actually really like and think look really good. I I feel like a lot of this art, like individual, like lots of individual pieces of the art, 
I really like. It's when they're it's it's when they're all in it together or like when they're all interacting with the world that I, I struggle with it a bit more. Like as character designs, a lot of them are really good. Um and I even like yeah, as much as I was sort of saying about like adding on the steampunk stuff, like I even really like the look of um like Virgil and stuff when they're in the other when they're in the other one he has like the the gas mask um and the like the the air protectors and stuff like i i really love that as a as like a as as little accoutrements and and stuff like but just as a as a total package it was just just a little too like the story like the story elements were a little too much and the the art just wasn't quite there for me so like it's one of these books where i can look at it and go oh yeah no i totally get how how like someone could like this this is a map problem more than a this book problem like it's a it's just a like matt was going to have trouble with this book (laughs) probably anyway how about how about the rest of you i think i fall somewhere in between so I agree with a lot of what you said there on the on the art point, um, and I kind of agree that it's it, the backgrounds are tend to be when it it's most obviously um, computerized, and some of the backgrounds kind of look like sort of drag and drop assets have been placed, and then things have been drawn over the top of it. Having said that, I think most of the like actual character work, when it looks like it's been drawn, obviously I don't know to what level <laughs> that's true, but individual faces for the most part i actually quite like like i think as you as you mentioned the character design the demon design as well the design of the technology the look of it the kind of i keep saying design now it's now it doesn't sound like a real word anymore it's not a Um, real word (laughs) (laughs) there are every now and again there's a couple of faces where the expressions just seem just slightly off but then uh, you get that just as much in hand-drawn yep. comics uh, as you do in this so Absolutely. i'm not gonna hold it too much against it but i do agree sometimes they don't look like they're part of the world and the particular demon who you you mentioned who, who punches him and has the little amulet thing something about him just doesn't no i just doesn't quite yeah. sit and I, and I yeah it might be his proportions or but yeah there, there's something about that little fella that doesn't quite work for me but as opposed to what you're saying, uh, Matt, is I'm actually, I quite like this world. I like that conglomeration of technology and sort of magic. I like the idea that hell isn't a yeah. mythical place, but is just a dimension that's kind of bled through. I know that's not necessarily the newest of ideas, but no, I kind no. of I enjoy that. I enjoy the idea that hell has like a, an economy and a society, you know, that as alien as it is to our own, it sort of exists and that you need these people to police the border between our world and, and this world. And All of that I, I like, sits that. really like, nicely with it's, me. It's so many, it's, it's, there's a bunch of good ideas in there and there's a bunch of Matthew would really like this idea. Hey, you know, that guy who like loves reading about like, um, eschatology and like, and, and, um, like philosophy of science and philosophy of religion and history of religion stuff like oh yeah of course like matt is going to really like a bunch of these ideas but for some reason just all together 
it just didn't just didn't work for me yeah no i i think it mostly comes together for me this and uh, then you get the kind of conspiracy angle and that gives it the direction of where it's going to go it does give you quite a lot of exposition at the beginning but i didn't feel like i was missing any vital information i think it gives you a lot of that detail quite no, naturally. I'll, I'll give it that i'll give it that yeah. actually like even though i think there's too much going on i do think that it tells you what that too much is actually fairly well yeah like again like i say perfectly like competently written uh book like more than competently written probably but like just not for me zach where are you at zach where where do you fall on the angela matt will scale (laughs) that i've just invented a nightmare table isn't it um art wise i um i have just come to accept that this is a style of art that happens in the world of comics are you guys not there yet are you i like um, it you can accept I've it made, exists, I've, but oh, you yeah, can still have yeah. an opinion I've over what you like. Enjoyed it like books. It. <laughs> I've enjoyed books that have, that have used, like I say, similar like arts, the similar computing, like computer art. I I think I. Uh, yeah, I I've read Batman Digital Justice. So that's actually the kind of direction I'm going to go in. This <laughs> th- this style, so um, name <laughs> name. What's the man's name? What? Gerald Van Dyke? That's the one. Um, very much reminds me of Fraser Irving. And I okay. hated Fraser Irving's artwork for the longest time. It just what didn't sit you? right with me. And I was just completely opposed to it as a concept. And then at some point, just grew to accept it for what it was and it's kind of weird and the digital kind of aspects of it make it really unconventional and do kind of things that we never see happen in like traditional artwork so i've come to accept that um outside of the art like storyline wise and conceptually this just reminds me of basically everything i loved about vertigo comics it this feels like the kind of thing that would have been a spin-off from sandman where we would have gotten told that there were police that ran in hell and yeah it feels very sandman in a lot of its ideas especially the arc where kind of lucifer quits and the ghosts of hell are roaming around london forming detective organizations and uh hanging out in their old haunts and i'm kind of just really into that um it's dense as hell and it's like uh that wasn't meant to be a pun but i'll take it (laughs) uh it's just really really dense and i feel like if this is going to be like a five issue book it's barely going to scratch the surface um i don't know if it's ongoing or mini i don't no i should probably check that at some point um having read jules Verne's lighthouse and that had a lot in it because it was literally adapting a novel yeah in five issues um i have faith that they can pull enough out of there if it is a mini to make it worth it um 
I would like it as an ongoing, but I think the world being what it is, and the fact it's under Shadow Line suggests to me it's probably going to go the mini route. Yeah. To be fair, if, if it is a mini and the story it tells is the one about the conspiracy, and from this point forward you only get tidbits of this hell world. I mean, they, they suggest the fact that there are other dimensions, just that this is the only one with something yeah. in it. So I would be... I'd actually be fine with that if the world becomes the kind of backdrop to this otherwise sort of conspiracy police story and it's just backdropped by this steampunk demon. Or is the conspiracy that there are the, the other worlds do have things in them? Wicked things like yeah, tricycles and ninjas. And pirates. And pirates. If pirates. you have a ninja dimension, you have to have a pirate dimension. It's like they a legal thing, yeah. yeah. That is the rule. I'm just and trying to have and a never look. the two shall meet. For every ninja, there is an equal and opposite pirate. I do think that I'd be willing to give this a second issue. Actually, looking back at it all, like try reading it in trade. Mm. <laughs> like, I think that with a bit more of it, maybe I might like it. Uh, but it is just it's a world that I quite like, and yeah. the characters do enough for me to sort of see it through i can't say i'm massively attached to anybody in the story as of yet we don't know anything about their backgrounds but maybe in a kind of uh, espionage type caper it, it might not be important who they are mm. maybe the world building and the big sort of overarching story might fill in those gaps yeah i think it will i think the gaps will get filled Oh, yeah, I did find out. By the way, there were Spawn incentive covers for Hellcop. It's not that uh, Play Demon cover, is it? Or is that Issue 2? Issue 2's got the Play Demon cover. Um, it doesn't look to be a mini either. Um, mm-hmm. It's not list- Hellcop is not listed like normally we have Issue 4 out of 5 or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So Comixology have um, the first four issues on up there um that you can pre-order um and it doesn't list it as being out of a number so the odds are good that it might be some sort of ongoing okay i could be into that i think it'd be nice to see how this can be expanded on yeah that would be good but yeah in conclusion i really like Hellcop. it's like someone's just made a book for me and it's really nice that's, that's that is a really nice feeling when something like that happens it is it's like here you go you like jules verne's lighthouse here have something else that is both similar and different i am actually really surprised that this team have immediately got a second book out no that rules yeah like, i am it's just it's surprising for there to be back-to-back books from uh, image but then um we've just got lemire and sorrentino have announced that they're doing another image book together so i guess have we got a yeah. name for it yet yes they've announced it and i can't remember what it is it's it's another horror book yay boneyard i think it's boneyard that sounds good that sounds right i mean they could they could write anything yeah i know but... angela figures on a paperback yeah <laughs> Angela's catchphrase. Yeah, it is. You do say it a lot somehow. I don't know how. I don't know how that's happened. And on a t-shirt, maybe. Um, so in conclusion, Hellcop good. Unless Just anyone the, has anything else to say. Which will the, does. The only thing I'm going to say is it's called the Bone Orchid Mythos. 
How is it? Have I made up Boneyard? Because it sounds equally oh, believable. Bone, bone Orchid myth. Bone Orchid is good. Mm. Anyway, that's all. Uh, no, I don't think I had anything uh, more to add about Hellcat. No. So, shall we move on to our final yep. book? Zachary. Zach? Our final book is from IDW. It's written by Casey Gilley. It's artisted by Michaela Cassiator. It's coloured by Heather Breckel and it's, it's, it's lettered <laughs> by Neil Uteke. Yep. That's, uh, and it is My Little Pony Generations. Yep, the sequel to like the John Byrne uh, Generations series. Uh, this is the second time you've referenced it. I don't know what that is. Oh, right. I'll talk to you about it after class. <laughs> Extracurricular. Thank God I won't mm. be here after class. Um, so what's, what's your rundown of... What's going on? Um, right, so My Little Pony Generations, I hear you ask. Yes, um, My Little Pony Generations. Sorry, My Little Pony Generations? generations? is essentially the ponies are in their friendship school doing friendship right. school things but they're understaffed so they kind of work to the bar are they shut up they're running a school <laughs> don't, don't be applying your human logic to ponies here this is, po- there's no place for this ponies age different i don't know how old they are but we see them all grown up at the end of the cartoon so i guess they're not okay I don't know how old they are now. One of them has a leather jacket at the end of the cartoon. Um, pretty sure it's Rainbow Dash, let's be honest. Fuck, I've been instantly derailed. Um, whilst whilst they're struggling with school work, Ings, uh, we see two witches that we think, but cannot confirm, are called Grackle and Dyer, who are kind of conspiring to get revenge on the ponies. We don't know who these two witchy people are, Purely I've just gone and checked. They are Grackle and Dyer. Banging. I'm glad we're correct. Uh, they're chilling in the gloom volcano. Kind of seems like they're imprisoned there a little bit. Trying to plot for revenge against the ponies for something we don't know about. I'm assuming they keep talking about their mums. I'm kind of assuming that they are the kids of witches from the 80s My Little Pony series which had more which ha- actually had human characters we don't really see human characters in like the friendship is magic generation ponies stuff so i'm thinking throwbacks also yeah. it's called generation it's got all the generations and it's got all the original ponies on the cover which i guess we'll see at some point so yeah they kind of you know cause mischief send uh, their little rats friend trench to like sniff around and learn some info and they learn that the ponies need more teachers and in doing so decide to send in some of their own evil magic ponies to cause chaos i presume that's kind of how the issue ends so i don't really know what's gonna happen spoilers that's the whole plot i think that's the whole plot um and the ponies will now i'm not going to speculate but i think i know what's going to happen for quite a lot of this I will say the same thing that is true of a lot of the My Little Pony comics. I think art-wise, um, Michaela Cassiatore, Cassiator has kind of completely nailed the style from the cartoon. 
it's pretty much dead on, which is impressive because yeah, ponies be weird. I will actually give it that. Uh, like, and there's a couple of different styles, like art styles in the book. Yes, I think the witches have got their own style. The witches, uh, Grackle and Dyer, seem very, very Sophie Campbell inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so um, I, kind of half shaved heads and the I did different like body them. types all seem yeah. very yeah, and I'm all for it. It's good. Um, it's I'm not sure where this is meant to fit into the overall pony canon. It's hard to say. Oh, can we please the, put the, it in, the, in the pony canon? The pony canon is a very difficult web these days. I, yeah, we had what ten seasons. I think mm. the cartoon. So it's kind of hard to know where anything happens. Yes. Um, <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. It's interesting seeing kind of human characters because, again, we don't really get that. And I don't know. I, th- I think the, the, the tone of My Little Pony is, is achieved here in comic book form. Yes. With, with witches, additional witches. Additional witches. And Trench. You forgot Trench. I did mention Trench, but yes, also Trench. Yeah, also Trench. I, I kind of don't have lots to say. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with the uh, the bullet points I've got. We told we're told Trench can chew a hole in the fabric of uh, time and space, which he then literally goes and finds some fabric fabric to chew on to create a hole in time and space. That's good <laughs> shit. All right, that's. Yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. Like, I um, that might be the that might be my only bullet point. Yeah, that's, that's a fine, fine that's, bullet point. That's the I, note I made. I I'm gonna be honest. I do not care at all about pony stuff. Quite frankly, how, but how dare you? What I I act, like I enjoyed the witches quite a lot. This do, I doesn't care about ponies. No, I don't like. I, you know, I, I like. You know, donkey sanctuary, fine. Pony sanctuary, eh. like. You know, <laughs> turn them to glue. But no, like. <laughs> I. Words from think... the vegetarian. Let's all bask mm. in that. Shopping at Iceland. Yeah, um, but yeah, the um, yeah. The, the whole thing is like, look. I think this is for, like for me what like the archie book was for like some of you a few months back where it's like i can go this is a i'm sure like i'm sure that if you like this thing it's perfectly good and now and i can i can say actually like there are some good gags in this there's some good writing in it but it is and i i say to someone who really likes all ages books this isn't for me like I, but I did like the witches and trench. Trench is my boy. Trench, trench, trench is my friend. Uh, I like trench. Um, and just I like I like cool punk witches who want to start roller derby teams and go to like yeah and and do Halloween costumes. You know, she and wear roll, guitar and wear rollerblades around the house, even when they're going downstairs. <laughs> Do you not do that? I like I have too many people living in this building to get away with it. Shame. Noise complaints would get in the way. Fair. Mm. 
I am uh, team Matt on this one. Um, I think the the art is is decent throughout, but yeah. the wit the witches um, and trench are, are the, my favourite design. I think the one time that there's kind of interesting panelling is with the witches quite early on when you get yes. these almost shaded glass panelling as they move through their weird volcano house. house. Yeah, volcano house. And it never kind of repeats. There are, you know, there are times, there's, there's a bit where it's almost like a board game that you cut off the back of a cereal packet. Uh, that's good stuff and you fucking yeah. know it. Yeah. So, you know, the, the variety of art I think is pretty good, but you know, without any connection to any of these characters, I didn't get anything from them either. Like from somebody outside of this of this particular world, apart from the fact that they have sort of different manes and some of them wear hats, I'm not really sure which one's which or why. Cutie marks, Will. Look at so, the cutie so marks. You, you're saying the problem here is that you've not watched My Little Pony enough. I'm not sure that's, that's a problem. Really a problem. That no, is a problem. It's not. But. <laughs> I mean, I, I basically I agreed with the witches pretty much throughout. Um, yeah, <laughs> especially I think, when I, they had that pizza. That I think that like, the no the ponies. ponies are trying to create a totalitarian organization to convert all the world into their, quite frankly, saccharine way of life. And what were the raddest looking ponies? Yeah, yeah. The three yeah. rad ponies right at the end. Starlight glimmer, mate. I don't know which one that Rainbow is. Rainbow dash. What's their hair like? Applejack. What the hell? Rainbow Applejack had Rainbow a hat. Hair. I know that one. Applejack wears a hat. Starlight's got a kind of purple and turquoise yeah. hair going on. Yeah, one, of these, one of these has got like a lightning horn. I, yeah, and, and that's the same one that has like Ditko dots mm-hmm. as it's like as, as on its on its hooves and has like a wilted flower on I it. I think... Yeah, I sort of agree with Matt. I think that the, for the right audience, I can see the quality yeah, of this, this book. Yeah, this would be. I think. Yeah, exactly. Like this book so the, is more than serviceable. Like this book the, is good for the right, uh, for like the 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 right like person. You can but say it, that about all comics. True. No, you can't. Because the right, like, because you can say this is right for the right person and mean one person in the entire world, or you can mean a sizable demographic. You, you can say that, but also, I'm not criticising this because I think it's bad. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm criti- the same with this. Criticising like, this because it's for somebody who is a bit like no one left to fight, having read nothing before this, no, none of it means anything to me. Like none, yeah. none of the, none of the conflicts, none of the friendships, none of the characters, and like, and it doesn't. It Friendship is magic. It doesn't Please. tell. It doesn't tell you any of that. Please do not take this the wrong, like the wrong way when I say this. But like, if I was a little kid, I would probably think this was like this was really good. Um, and I, I mean that I mean that purely just in the sense of because I'd be more invested. I'd probably be more invested in like the universe. Well, here's here's the thing. Okay, so. I remember the original 80s cartoon. I was a member of the official My Little Pony fan club from the mid-80s to the early 90s. I had Generation 1 ponies that my mother callously gave away to my cousin, and I've never forgiven her. Um, I had a Generation 1 Applejack. It just saddens me now. And I have watched My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and I am invested. And I 
really liked it because it's My Little Ponies and I like the fact we've got the witches because in the 80s cartoon it was often a witch did it. <laughs> it was always, <laughs> if in doubt, it is the witch who is, you know, bewitching ponies. I mean, it's not the, the bad thing. The movie's something else entirely. I mean, there is some weird, weird mm. stuff in that that movie from the 80s that I rented every time we had to go. That was that was the thing that I rented when we went and rented a video. I always had to have yeah, the My Little Pony really, movie. It was really weird when it started weighing into the Israel-Palestine conflict. <laughs> I just don't get why the My Little <laughs> Pony care. movie felt it had to talk oh, about Anyway, the point is, is, I really liked it. I think it's really hard to distill because the cartoon obviously has quite an adult following particularly among the bronies the adult guys yeah well not touch them quite literally um but it's quite hard to distill that cartoon that is child and adult friendly into a comic book Mm. and this does that it does it in the art and it does it in the writing because there is sort of stuff that I mean, that whole bit about tearing a hole in the fabric of space and time, that whole thing's going to go completely over the head of a child unless they've watched an obsessive amount of Doctor Who. Um, But an adult gets something out of that. So it is kind of... What I like about it is that apparently a lot of people my age have children. I don't know why. It's a thing they do, it would seem. (laughs) So I can imagine someone of my age who grew up with the original ponies and was obsessed with them and then their kid is obsessed with the new version. This is something they can share together. And, you know, that in itself is like, you know, magic and friendship and all of that. So, yeah. But, no, I really like it. I like the witches. The witches are good, and I'm glad that they're doing something different in that we're introducing human characters into the pony world like what we had back in the old days. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I like it. I am kind of part of the target audience. I, yeah, like I say, I really like the witches. Witches were cool. And yeah, very Sophie Campbell. Mm. Uh, uh, Anything else? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, No, I think that's, Mm. I I think that's everything from me. Shall we do, uh, shall we do rankings? Yes. Go ahead then, Zach. No, thank you. (laughs) Sorry, it's, uh, you can it's non-transferable. Um, right, I'll go. My number four is obviously going to be My Little Pony Generations, uh, not for me. The other three are kind of much of a muchness. I've got criticisms of all of them. Like No One Left to Fight is no good as a first issue, um, and it's kind of hanging on my adoration for the previous series. Chicken Devil is probably... Uh, it's not my favourite like plot of the three, but I really like the art on that one. And then Hellcop, I like the world and the beginnings of the plot, but I have some issues with some of the bits of the art. So I'm go- I think I'm going to go with very little between them. Chicken Devil in third. No, Hellcop in third. I'm going to vote for art. Chicken Devil in second. No one left to fight in first. I can't really tell you why, but somebody's got to make a decision. And there it is. Solid. So, I've got a completely different order. Hooray. <laughs> so, I'm going to put No One Left to Fight in the bottom. Um, It's it's well drawn, it's well written, but it's just, it's issue six. That's the sole reason. Number three, I'm going to go Chicken Devil. 
I like it more the more that I read it, but I don't want to have to read it more than once to get to like it, if that makes yeah, sense. I get that. So, you know, it's it's good. I enjoyed it. I didn't dislike it. Uh, number two, I'm going to put My Little Pony because it's My Little Pony. I do not need to justify that any further. Um, and one is Hellcott because it is literally like someone looked in my head and said, here you are, Angela, here's a comic. Brilliant. There we go. Zach? Um... <laughs> I I'm surprised because I wasn't going to go I didn't think I was going to go this way um, and yeah here we are mm. on the eve of your most controversial top four so four it, it, it is no one left to fight I, I love no one left to fight and yet throughout this issue I was not reminded of why it just kind of bummed me out that I've waited three years for it. <laughs> and and kind of made me annoyed at Dark Horse that they've kind of screwed me around for three years, given me two other Aubrey Citizen titles yeah. just to do this anyway. It's like, well, just give me this three years ago. Don't make me... Yeah, think of how many issues we could have had since then. Think of how many times you could have cancelled it. Yeah, well, we... We could just be done by now if they'd just gone with it. I don't yeah. think this is going to last forever. I think it's going to be like three or four trades. It's like yeah, that's that's the feeling I get. It feels very much like it has a set point. Like it could have just been like twelve issues, even. It might be. I feel like this might be all we get. Like this volume, but I, it just annoys me that Dark Horse is like dicked us around on it and made it and never officially gone oh it's never gonna happen but kind of gone oh, who knows what? um so yeah i i don't know um i agree i agree with will that the rest of it is just hard um it's a hard ranking to do um chicken devil i i think is third i think angela's right i i like it a lot and i had a lot of fun reading it my concern is that it might completely bottle it on issue two and just i think it nailed it with the kind of slapstick ending and i i do worry that it's kind of going to become a directionless path of rage and whilst i'm sometimes all for that that's not going to stay fun for that long um i hope it does i hope it stays fun and weird and good but i fear it I fear the chicken devil. <laughs> and and I'm surprised because when I read Chicken Devil last night, I thought Chicken Devil was going to top this list. So I thought it was going to top your list. So, hey, here we are. Um, and in two, I'm, I'm going to go MLP Generations. I think it's going to deliver exactly what it's meant to. I think it's going to be four or five issues of My Little Pony crossover with throwback villains probably some modern villains to balance the scales and um i think it's gonna follow on as the show intended and be kind of fun and kind of ridiculous um and i'm all for that and then uh, yeah shit angela's right it's hellcop it's i i read hellcop last and i went back and reread the other stuff i think hellcop is Dense as hell, cop, and <laughs> may, may well pull off 
exactly what I wanted to and give me kind of a lot of stuff to dig into and I feel like as a world they can kind of go for their lives with this and almost like the expanse where they open holes to all the different universes and it's like hell we can do anything now I feel like we might get a similar thing with this where as soon as you introduce dimension hopping you've kind of got free will to do whatever you want so Zach out yeah there it is yeah Uh, God, that means that now I have to tell you mine. So, That's how this works. Yeah, I put it off. I put it off for long enough. Um, so number four for me is going to be Hellcop. It's a like I said, it's a bunch of things where it's got a bunch of ideas that I would have thought would have appealed to me, but putting them all together and like doesn't didn't work for me and i just struggled with the art like i think it could be good um and i like seeing the 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 faith angela has in in like the creative team i believe it's probably going to be good but i didn't think this i just i didn't think this first issue was particularly like particularly good in a way like in a way for me um but not every book is for everyone and that's kind of the same theme with like with uh my number three which is uh the my little pony generations like i said before like this is a book that is very much not for me but that i can look at and actually go like i said in the same way that like some of you could do with the archie book and just go like yeah this is good for the people it's written for like and there's some stuff in here that's made me have a laugh like that i quite liked i liked the witches the witches were fun so like the art is exactly how whenever i have seen one of them ponies what it looks like um and the bits that weren't that were really like like with the witches were really nice like the the kind of like say sophie campbell sort of looking stuff um was cool and yeah just more of the witches please um and uh my number two this is where it actually got hard for me the first like four and three were really easy i as soon as i'd read them all i knew the order that those two were going in um but this one is much harder like chicken cop is a strong first issue i would say like it gets to where it needs to really well and it ends as a as a first issue it ends really well i like i enjoy the like the the slapstick uh ending and the accidental like nature of the fir- of of the first kill like and that once again it's him doing it's him being caught up in something that wasn't his design i but i think it might be my second i i like no one left to fight a lot like and i'm just and i know that if this were any other if this were another book that i hadn't been hoping would get like get to finish it would like this would be the other way around like chick like chicken yeah chicken devil uh almost called it chicken cop would have been my number one but just on bias um like yeah just that like that that little tilt 
that you get from just like an affection for something i think that my number one is no one left to fight it's back it was good and it didn't get a chance and i want it to have a chance this time like i want it to get to finish telling its story it's gorgeous like so many colors like that you just often don't see um used and often really like don't see on male characters as well like it's it looks nice it's fun uh i say it's fun like parts of it are fun parts of it are very heavy um and like i say it's it's cool to have a book that's about like big fighty people dealing with their problems like adults instead of as big fighty people um and occasionally having to do the big fights um sometimes um even though that goes against the, the the title so yeah that's uh that's it for me ended up coming in kind of similar in the end yeah theme. Yeah, as usual, the split was definitive. So, I don't think any of them, like, really blew me away this month. I don't think there was any... I think that's why it's quite hard to decide. I I feel like... Three out of four, but... Chicken Devil came the closest for me, but, yeah, like, it's, it's that little tilt that a book can get just by being related to something that I like. In the same way that, you know, Ponies was uh, was someone's number one. Because they like... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, so is that is that everything, uh, guys? That's everything. Yeah. Yes. So, we will be back in two weeks for another Something. episode. Um, mystery. <laughs> mystery episode. Kind oh, of. is this technically our Halloween episode? Like, because it's the, the first one from around halloween time if you don't know when halloween was yes (laughs) should i have been like rattling chains in the background or like just should there have been like a theremin playing i mean there can can be i have the facilities should i have have said that like would like that vincent price was was here in the background doing like an investigation into something um i love vincent price sure Halloween. Um, <laughs> For those of you who think Halloween's in November. Hey, look, this is the episode that comes out closest to Halloween, I think. Kind of a debate to be had there. Uh, some would argue the one before Halloween came out closest to Halloween. I was going to say that. But... I might have done, but I've got Halloween on the brain. Um, fi- final things, uh, I guess, are it is Thought Bubble Weekend in oh, yes. ha- Harrogate in a week. Uh, all of us will be there. <laughs> if you yes. know what we look like and you're there, <laughs> come say hi. If you don't, only been stalking us. Say hi to strangers until you find us. Um, that's good etiquette, right? I'll just pretend that I don't know what you're talking about if you come and try to talk to me. <laughs> I'll just say what? In, entirely what? fair. Um, equally, the weekend after Thought Bubble, the 21st of... I was going to say the 21st November. of Sunday, then. That wouldn't make sense. Mm. Yep, on the so, 21st of Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, the 21st of November, I am running a kind of small press market fair thing at Hatch on Oxford Road in Manchester. 
We've got some good local comic guests. If you're from Manchester, come yeah, hang some out. Them, some of them have cool stickers of like buff pumpkins and stuff. They do. Hell, even if you're not from Manchester, come hang out. I don't I don't care. Say hi. If you know what we look like. If you don't know what we look like, just Again, I'll just be there. Like, <laughs> say hi if, if you just say, Hey, don't you do that podcast? And I'll be like, What's a podcast? Uh <laughs> never heard of them. And then you'll look at then you'll look at my you'll look at you'll see I'm wearing earbuds and you'll take the earbuds and there'll be a podcast playing in there. I go, but you're listening to one and I'll go, What's an earbud? Uh, so so yeah, come hang out <laughs> with us in comics yes. and such. Uh, Sunday the twenty first, twelve till five. Yeah. It's gonna be cool. I'm really mm. looking forward to it. It is gonna be cool. I'm organizing it and I'm cool. Um that's that's not a convincing, right? Very. <laughs> I are cool. I are cool. Um I are baboon. I are baboon. I, I... <laughs> I Are Baboon and I Am Weasel. I hated it. Awful, but not as Same bad as, as Cow and Chicken. Chicken. Cow and Chicken was fucking criminal. Yeah. Um, that generation of cat if, if you're a hardcore Cow and Chicken fan, we need to talk if and you're like, a hardcore pick cow your and brain. Fan, stop listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Listen to my new podcast, Will the Cow and the Chicken. <laughs> and, and my new podcast, I Are Zach. <laughs> oh god um did i anyway. ever tell you about the about the idea i had for a sabrina the teenage witch episode by episode review podcast yes frequently Salem, yes called, called salem's lot yeah yeah you have frequently matt yeah i couldn't remember <laughs> someday <sighs> someday um so <laughs> We have been Angela, Matt, Will and Zach collectively bigger than capes and we will continue to be. And remember that comics are bigger Bigger than than capes. capes.